two. Oh, one, two, three, four. Hi, I'm Luke Eisler. And I'm Jay Cox. Welcome to this week's episode of the Audibility Podcast. If you want to get connected with us, go ahead and follow our Instagram at Audibility Podcast and visit our brand new website, audibilitypodcast.com. We want to embody the environment of the coffee shop and create a virtual third space where passionate people can engage in community and be united in listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Audibility Podcast. Um, That was Jay. Hey. Yeah, thank you for listening to our episode with... Bates Whitaker, my man, last week. Um, if you didn't hear that, check it out. It's a really good episode. It is pretty good. Um, today, Jay, what what's going on? Yeah, so uh, tell me, us. me and Luke are gonna Jay, tell sit, us. I'm, I'm saying, um, me and Luke are gonna sit down and talk for a little bit just about um, something that's been kind of on our minds about um, the current political climate in general, and also just the election coming up. Um, and just just how Christians should interact with that. I think that's something that we we talk about. Like it, it should be a question that we have. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And we have this we have this civic responsibility, this civic duty as Americans, but also we have this civic responsibility as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And we talk about which one should be held higher. And I think the answer is a little bit obvious, but it's a bit of a leading question. You want to hear us uh, talk more about that, then listen (laughs) to this episode. Keep listening, please. Um, It's a good one. It was, it was, it was good fun. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. And I I think this is something that all of our episodes are meant to do this, but this one particularly, I think is one that should spur on more conversation. And we talk about this in the episode a lot, but just, um, we are mere young men. I will be 20 here soon on election day. I will, uh, be, I will be 20 on May 11th for anybody that wants to know and get me a present yes. or give me a present. Yeah. You just said two words that mean the same No, no, no. Get me a present for my birthday or give me a present that I was gotten for my birthday. Okay. Um, <laughs> but... This is something that's supposed to spur on more conversation. Yes. So um, if there's something in here that you disagree with, we talk about this in the episode, talk to us. Email us. Fight us. Maybe not don't, fight us. Don't I'm, fight us. I, I don't want to put the smack down on anybody. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, yeah, it's going to be a good episode. It will be a good episode. So um, go ahead. Go ahead and grab yourself a bag of Union Coffee Company's Northbound Blend. Have I had that? Um, I think you have. Surely you have. What is the tasting notes? I don't remember off the top of my head. Is it? Is it taste like ice and snow and wasteland? And no, Jay. Ice and snow actually. Oh, what is it? Water. Oh, yeah. Ice and snow tastes like water. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Um, well, enjoy the episode. Ice and snow is just water, Jay. I hate. That was terrible. That was awful. Hey, Luke. Hey, Jay. Welcome to the Audibility Podcast. Hello. 
You sound so unjoyous. You're, I woke up to the audibility about that. Hey! <laughs> hey, everybody! What's, what's, what's happening? <laughs> my cool my cool cats and kittens. Yes, we're sitting across from each other today. We are. And I really like it. We don't have a guest. We do not. It's kind of sad. Yeah, but I, I like just talking to you every now and again. Yeah. It's a fun time. Yeah. Actually, the only times Jay and I communicate are on the podcast yeah we, we we room together but actually we just don't speak yeah ever we just we just look at each other yeah we just kind of wave and nod cordially nod, nod cordially and then just don't discuss anything sometimes once in a blue moon we'll do a handshake or maybe even like a mm, like that yeah yeah uh, malcolm's here malcolm shout ah! <laughs> that was good good shout good, good job buddy um oh boy yeah what do we Oh, what are we going to talk about today? today? (laughs) (laughs) I hated that laugh. Um, Yeah, that was a little ironic bit I was doing. That funny, annoying laugh. Um, What are we going to talk about today? Well, Jay, we are going to talk about something um, a little, a little strange and a little uncomfy. Yes. Um, On Tuesday, coming up here, there is an election. Yes. And. If if you didn't know that, yes, you know now. Yeah, it's kind of too late for you to do anything about it, unless you live around here. Uh, true, then that's you true. can because Th- that's then what you can, I'm doing. Then yeah. you can go and vote. Yeah, that's on, what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you feel so inclined to do so, do do that. Do this. Yeah. Do these things. Yes. Um, but Jay, today yes. we are not talking about that. We are talking about the religionization. Is that a real word? I looked it up. I think it's a word, but it's, it's one of those words. That's like kind of weird not and zany. A word. Yeah. The religionization of politics. Sounds good. It sounds good. It sounds um, intellectual. And that's something that just happens in America. Yeah. I think this is something that I've talked with several people about, and I think just we just wanted to talk about it on the podcast because it's something we're passionate yeah. about, and that's what we're about. We want to mm. talk about what people are passionate about, and um, we also want to hear what you guys have to say about this. So um, we'll talk more about that at the end. But, um, yeah, so I think this is something – that really kind of stems from just as Christians in an election season, this always comes up, I think. Um, This is the first election that I'm able to vote in. Um, I'm going to be 20 on election day. So hello, that's going to be fun. So if you see me, I I need attention. So uh, just go (laughs) ahead. (laughs) Um, We're actually having an election themed birthday party. That's not, that's not a bit at all. (laughs) That's not a bit. What is happening? (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I think this is something that comes up in any election season. Um, how should Christians interact with American politics, democratic politics? I mean, however you want to spin it. Um, like, what what are we to do? I yeah. think that's something that always comes up. What, what are we to do? I, that's what we're going to talk about. Oh, whoa. Uh, holy cow. It's almost like you we were, we were going to just leave it, <laughs> leave it, it there. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that um, there's this tendency – that I've talked with a lot of people about. Hold up. That was nice. Um, there's this tendency um, for this kind of polarization that we see just generally speaking, not just in the church, this polarization of between the left and the right and yeah. really on bigger scales than that, but we're not only talking about really politics today. Yeah, it's it's just like when when I think of the word polarization, I do think of liberal versus conservative versus conservative yeah and that's just the picture that takes shape in my head and maybe that's a bad thing yeah um it's 
very prevalent. Yeah, now. I think it's it's fair to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think with that, we're seeing a lot of times a lot more vitriol in. Not even necessarily. I like that word. A That's lot. a good word. That's my word of the week. I think I like that word. Um, there's a lot of vitriol between um, both sides now, and th- this is something that I think has been present for a long time, but it's a lot more upfront um, in the past several elections that I have been alive. So maybe I'm wrong, um, but I think what we don't necessarily have much to say on that. We're not political theorists, um, but I, I think that what I've noticed and what Luke has noticed as well is like there's a lot of tendency to for Christians to kind of take sides a little bit in yeah. in this political world especially in this season for whatever reason mm-hmm. season for whatever reason you should stop the podcast and be a rapper you'd be no okay. no look at me no <laughs> <laughs> um, look at me in the eyes yes visual bit um but i think when we're choosing sides like we we have to ask how should we interact as christians with politics and so that's really what we're gonna talk about today so luke you have thoughts yes i do have um i do have many thoughts about this yeah um and it's something for those of you who know me uh or have known me for some time i i this summer in the spring and in the past, I've I've been uh, more political than yeah. others, um, and I realized at, towards the end of the summer that's just kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of was kind of a couple people told you that. Yeah, Jay told me that. Meredith told me that. Um, Ian Morrell told me that. Malcolm told me that. Just mm-hmm. a good amount of people told me Several, that. Several. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you're you're actually right. It is kind of silly. Um, and I think the way that some Christians view politics is not potentially, I was going to say potentially problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they take their civic responsibilities and their civic duties and they place them higher sometimes mm-hmm. than their kingdom duties or kingdom responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Right. And they forget that, um, they, they forget that we're, we're united all like Christians specifically, we're united all under under Christ as one, um, as a part of one nation, right? Mm-hmm. If we want to use that terminology, um, and I think Christians often forget that in in the in the larger scheme of things, come November fourth, right when we get the no, when we get the uh, results, or November fifth, whenever we're going to get when the results, won't be soon after. I don't think it just because of the nature of COVID Mail things and, and yeah. yeah. Um, come whatever day, results day, um, nothing will have changed for Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, say Biden gets in and he lacks his abortion laws. Nothing will have changed for Christians. And say Trump gets in and he fulfills his promise on closing immigration and building the border wall. Nothing will have changed for Christians because at the end of the day, God the king of kings cannot be voted out of office, mm-hmm. right? And that's a reality that Christians run away from far too often, I think, when thinking about politics. And that's just kind of dumb. Yeah. And and I, I've found myself doing that a lot of times. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, this and that. But really, at the end of the day, that's not what matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think 
Well, ultimately, I I found, and I'm sure this is true up north as well, mm. but Christians tend to, <clears throat> I think, this is a different soapbox, but a two-party system is just it's not great. Just silly. Just it, George Washington, he was just like, please, please don't do that. Oh, my God. And then we did it. And we did it. Um but I, I think that we have a tendency, because it is like this either-or situation, um, or it seems like an either-or situation, um, we, a lot of times as Christians, try and associate one particular side to be more Christian than the other. Um, but I think the, the fault in that is that if it's even not at all, if it, there's one part of it that's not Christian, it's not Christian, and also saying that something is Christian that's not a person that's is silly is a little silly. I think like like you were saying, like at the end of the day, like ne- neither the Democrat Party nor the Republican Party mm-hmm. align with Christian values, and we can lie to ourselves and say that the Republican Party aligns with Christian values. It doesn't. It just doesn't. And you can make the same argument it, for the Democratic, and, Party. and you could. I've just heard it said, yeah, so so much more often that it is we are in a red state we are yeah Uh, but i think that more and more we're seeing the same thing happening from because i think one one thing i've been thinking about is a lot is there are certain parts of either party that quote quote unquote support a certain part of the christian vision like um i think that the moral ethic generally speaking of a conservative mindset and like sexual ethics is a more biblical view, but I also think that the social ethic and the civic ethic of the Democratic Party is a more biblical view. But at the same time, neither of those are truly biblical because they're because they're even, devoid of Christ. And even those in and of themselves, like the moral and sexual ethic of the conservative side, if we use yeah. the word side, there's really that's no other way to paint it. Mm-hmm. And then the social and civic ethic of the the liberal side. Neither of those, both of those have their flaws when mm-hmm. compared to Christianity. So I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think it's something that, it, it's it's really a semantic problem because we're using the same terms like this in the Bible. They use justice a lot. Um, but our definition of justice is different than a, than the world's definition of justice. And I think also morality is very different in a Christian worldview than it is in a political or non-theist, non-theistic way of thinking. Um, so I, I think it it's a very easy trap, and I think something that we've all fallen into, we've all fallen into at one time or another. Um, and I think ultimately I've been thinking a lot about... Um, like why like wh- why do you think that this is well, I've talked for a hot minute I don't want to just talk for the whole episode so please 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 talk what are you at what are you saying you know just <laughs> give more thoughts I I've, um, I've been talking for way too long yeah I think like and I think it is that like kind of what we all just said what we all talk yeah about, we all I yeah. talk about it like there's more than two of us here <laughs> well there's Malcolm but he's just sitting he's present <laughs> he's present his cavote is here um I think this sort of like what we've just said um, lends itself to that polarization and is mm-hmm. like it, I'm going to speak to Christians specifically. A lot of times Christians view themselves as either 
Democrat or Republican or liberal or conservative. And when in reality, we're not even either of those. Mm -hmm. Like that is not our identity. Yeah. And it, it shouldn't be. And so, so often it like our identity falls into one of those two things. Um, somebody said, uh, I, I forget who it was. I was having this similar conversation with someone the other day. And she said that as Christians, we should feel homeless politically. Mm. Um, and like, that's biblical. Like yeah. as Christians, we, this earth is not our home. And mm -hmm. I think we, if we're not feeling that politically or even socially, we're doing the whole Christian thing wrong. Mm. Yeah. And I think I've been thinking a lot about, um, I, I had this thought in the context of something else, but I think a lot of times what what is <clears throat> appealing about one side or the other is that in a lot of ways, there are parts of each side that are, quote unquote, true. Yeah. Like we should s seek out for justice for the poor and the, you know, the widowed and yeah. all this. Um, and we should have a good moral moral ethic. But... I'll just take the sexual ethic. I think that you, there is such a thing as something that is true within a context that is not true out of context. <coughs> and so, like, for instance, if you take the um, moral ethic and divorce it from love your neighbor as yourself, you get a, a new law that yeah. you're putting yourself under because it's not... It's not a loving thing because I, th I think you have to hold it in intention that like even though there is this higher sexual ethic, yeah. there is also the reality that we have to love people into that. We don't force a new law on them. Mm. Um, and I think the same is true for the like many other things. It's not just like um, one side or the other is just has one thing on its side. Like I think there are some things that if you took them in a in the reality of things, like it, it would be like saying that um, taking God, like one facet of God. So like yeah. God is unapproachable because he's holy. Um, but if you don't have that in context of that, he makes a way to um, come to us. Then you arrive at deism. You arrive at deism. Mm -hmm. And like he came in the son of God, the eternal son of God came as a incarnate in Jesus, um, you get deism, which is just not the truth at all. Um, so I think if you take something that is true within a larger context, it becomes untrue, and then you start breeding lies. And if you build your life on a lie, that's not the truth. <laughs> like, that's just how you can't believe that's a lie. That's just how it is. It's just a reality. Mm -hmm. Um it's just been something I've been thinking about a lot. And I think that's what we run into a lot of times with political yeah. issues. Yeah, at BCM, um, Bickham. last Thursday, James was talking about, James Hansen um, mm -hmm. spoke, and he was talking about um, discerning truth from lies and, and false teachings from right teachings. Um, <clears throat> and he talked a lot about that, like yeah. like truth and lies, obviously. But towards the end, as he was wrapping up, he, he brought in politics, and he said something that was... Um, really like it, it was really good he said see the world through a gospel lens um that is not an option that is not one thing we could do it's the thing we have to do mm -hmm. um a lens that only sees righteousness and sin not democrat and republican not ever that or anything else a lens that sees 
only Yahweh on his throne, first and foremost, forever and always. Hmm. And I think like when Christians specifically are worried about come election day, who is going to win? And my world is going to be shattered if this candidate wins. You are undermining the power and sovereignty that God has from his rule in heaven. Mm-hmm. It's something that I, I've been thinking about this in a, a much larger sense of like what it means to truly like know something. Mm. And like, cause I, we've been talking a lot about like modernism and postmodernism and my classes. And like, I've kind of gotten to this place where it's like really all you can know, like in a, in a personal way, it, truly, and who you can be known by is God. And so like, yeah, I think trying to say that like there are more than one thing, there's more than one thing to know is like kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Cause like if <clears throat> I, I just go read Ecclesiastes, <laughs> just go do that. But, um, if there's nothing new under the sun, the implication is that the things that are new are above the sun. So like, we're just going to get in the same rut over and over with politics and stuff. But yeah. like, God is the is the new thing, and He's the interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's it, you know. And, and like, I, yeah, yeah. Cool. no, 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 I think when we realize <laughs> that is like that politics are hevel, meaningless, vapor, vapor, like vapor. We can't grab onto politics. The only thing in life that we can grab onto is God mm-hmm. and His love and mercy and justice. And we can say that love is executed within the social um, philosophies of the Democratic Party. And we can say that justice is executed in the ethical and moral philosophies of the Republican Party. But we can't equate that to God's love and justice or mercy because it's, it's just not the same. And Mm -hmm. I think if we, I I think that's a, a slippery slope because I think when you put so much stock in politics um, and you're, you're just constantly seeing everything from that and you're, you're getting life from that and you're having life taken out of you from that um, and like rejoicing in that and being disappointed by that, you're running very dangerously close to, being of the world Mm -hmm. Um, when Jesus talks about be in the world, but not of the world. I think, um, I think he's talking about like, remember your kingdom citizenship. Like Mm -hmm. this is not where you belong. Um, Mm -hmm. So don't put stock. Don't, don't put too much stock in the things of this world. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's been, it's disheartening to see Christians do that so often, um, Mm -hmm. especially recently. I had a conversation the other day um, with someone else and I was just talking about some of my, political thoughts and and kind of what i've shared and he was like well yeah i mean yeah you doing that is it's just helping my cause and i i almost got mad i got i got frustrated and and kind of discouraged because and i wanted to say that party is not your cause right it's the gospel is your cause and i think if you look at a party as your cause or a party as your identity instead of the gospel, that's, that's dangerous. I think that has the potential to be something very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it's, I think it's interesting, like dem- democratic republic, dem- democracy, whatever. It is a weird, um, it's a weird, very recent construct. Yeah. I mean, the, the Greeks had democracy, but like 
the way it's done now is very different. Um, and it kind of gives this illusion of, I think we do get power. Like I think it, it dilutes the power. Yeah. Um, but I think ultimately there is this reality that like, I think Jesus would say the same things to us today. Like, and you know, love your neighbor as he would say, love your neighbor as yourself. And I, I think, I, I think ultimately like it, it's a weird thing to say, like it's my right to go. It is our right as American citizens to go vote and like participate in civic responsibilities, but we have a higher right that doesn't necessarily necessitate obedience to a kingdom of thought. And I think, I think it's, it, for me, it's, it's something I'm still like thinking through and wrestling through because I think ultimately like it's very Daniel-esque where it's like he's in Babylon serving the king, but also is like thinking about the kingdom of heaven and Israel in his context. Yeah. But like it, it's very much this this tension between I'm in this kingdom that's, you know, a, a bad kingdom. Well, yeah. And, and yeah. And you can take Paul's um, example to, uh, where is it? It's in two different places where he says, you know, the government has authority and, you know, submit to that authority. And Jesus said that too. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think a similar thing. Like he's encouraging them to yes, live under this rule and yes, submit to this authority. And sure. Maybe even like in Daniel's case, contribute to the rule and contribute mm-hmm. to the authority, but that's not your end all be all. And that's like, that shouldn't be in the forefront of your mind. What should be in the forefront of your mind mm-hmm. is like, how can I use this to benefit the ultimate authority? Mm-hmm. Um, and like God's rule. Yeah. Um, something I've been thinking about a lot is this idea of, of just not voting. Mm. And I think when you say that to a good upstanding American citizen, it kind of spooks them. It's like, mm. well, uh, uh, you, uh, uh, you're not going to vote. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, something I've heard said a lot. Um, when posed, with a choice between the lesser of two evils, don't choose. Mm. Um, and I, cause I think choosing the lesser of two evils is still consciously choosing evil mm. and we're not supposed to do that. Yeah. Um, so why not just not make a choice? It's okay. Like if you feel convicted not to vote, it's okay to not vote. Mm-hmm. I, like I, I don't, it, it goes back to this idea about like our civic duty being higher than our heavenly responsibility. Mm. And once we kind of kill that and we look at it and we'll realize like, oh, it's okay to not vote. And it's also okay to vote if you don't feel convicted a certain a certain way about something that one of these candidates has done or said or acted or policied. Like, vote then. Yeah, I, I think it, like, if you want to vote, Biden, you want to vote Trump, like, and you feel convicted to do that and you feel good about doing that, that's fine. But also there's, it's not just one or the other, like, or a third party, which isn't really even a, not a thing because there's not a third party. Like there, there is a third option for anyone, like, especially Christians. And I I think it goes back to like allegiance kind of thing that you're saying. Like we don't, there's no, I think for me, I, I had, I still have a hard time, like, thinking about it in that way because i've been told like if you don't vote you're just 
voting for whomever. And it's just like, but you're not. It, it it's out of your hands at that point. Yeah, like I I think that it's if I feel bad in any way contributing to one or the other, like that's fine. Like I can just not do that. Yeah, and it's like thinking of it like not voting is a vote for Trump or voting for Biden is a vote against Trump. Like, I mean, thinking of it in the latter way is makes more sense than saying not voting is a vote for Trump because like you're not voting. You're not voting for Trump. Mm-hmm. Like y- you're not. You're yeah. just not. And I say Trump because he's the incumbent and that's just how elections work. Yes. Um, <laughs> Good job, bud. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it's out of your hands. Like it's, it's a, a thing that you don't have to have on your conscience because guess what? You didn't vote. Yeah. So it's okay to not vote. And another thing that I've been thinking of that's really weird, why do Christians care so much about voting if the Bible literally tells us in like three or four places that all power is directly appointed by God? Yeah, it's dope that we can vote, but like at the end of the day, like... Like that makes no sense to me. Like actually, I thought about this this morning. What? Like, why do we care so much about voting if it doesn't matter? If if the power is appointed by God in the end, like, I think voting for policy is important and voting on, on your ballot, right, for different policies and stuff like that. But when it comes down to the leader, like voting for Biden-Harris or Trump-Pence, if all power is appointed from God, what does it matter? Yeah, that's what, it goes back to what we talked about earlier. Like, you have to zoom back out and realize, like, the, the kingdom of God's gonna last forever. Yeah, you know? it's, it's like, just so zany to me. Yeah, so kooky. Mm-hmm. Mm. think that when we are thinking about like allegiance to kingdoms um you you can't have two kingdoms that are you are aligned with in the same way at the same time you can't have you can't have a and not a you can't have god and mammon exactly that's exactly what it is yeah You, you can't you can't serve in the exact same way two different mutually exclusive things um i do think that there are times when you can have allegiance to your country as well as have allegiance to God because they're not mutually exclusive at some times. Um, but at the end of the day, you're, if you're a Christian, um, your ultimate allegiance is to God. And so I think that sometimes we lose sight of that um, when we're, we're talking, we're, we're thinking about these things. And um, I think even within the, the realm of like what the kingdom actually means, um, yeah, that's thoughts. Yeah. Um, this morning, I went over to Bates Whitaker. We had him on last Boy. episode. And his wife, Anna Whitaker. Really cool. Um, who will be on in a couple episodes here. Yeah. Oh. Soon. Yes. What? What? That's <laughs> cool. Um, anyway, they're wonderful. I love them. Um, and Power couple for sure. Truly. We talked about this this morning. Um, just a lot of what we talked about, um, mm-hmm. 
for me to kind of prep for today and like what I was going to say and what I was thinking. Um, and Anna so generously gave me this book called Desiring the Kingdom, Worship, Worldview, and Cultural Formation. It, it is by James A. Smith. There's a K in there. There's a K in there, but I, I've heard it just James A. Smith. He oh. wrote another book called You Are What You Love. Hmm. Um, anyway, there's this quote in, in the book um, that I think is really interesting. It's in this little section called Please Stand for the National Anthem. And it talks about consider the rituals that um, like come at the beginning of like sporting events like football games and NASCAR um, and how like a bunch of people – when those words are uttered, we stand. We rise for the national anthem. We put our hand over our heart. We take off our hats. And he, he says in the book, this is the book now, like parishioners who all know the motions of the mass by heart, these fans instinctively and automatically rise together. They remove their caps and many place a hand over their heart as an artist or group sings a rendition of one of the world's most affecting national anthems laden with military themes such that those singing it are transported into battle, the identity of the nation being wrapped up in its revolutionary beginnings and legacy of military power. Perhaps even more importantly, this rehearses and renews the myth of national identity forged by blood sacrifice. And we do have a national identity forged by blood, blood sacrifice, mm-hmm. but it's not our American identity. Yep. That's for sure. Um, and we were talking before this, and I... I said, like, and I had kind of been thinking of this, like, we're so willing to rise for the national anthem, but often um, Christians are weird or hesitant about raising their hands to worship or kneeling to pray. And it's just kind of odd to me that we, and further and further in this book, he talks a lot about the liturgies of, um, like, the American gospel in that, like, American nationalism as Mm -hmm. a gospel. And um, he talks about how, like, these liturgies, we're showing our love for America through these little actions, but we have, in modern Christianity, just kind of thrown those aside um, within our faith. Mm. And we've kind of let them go. Um, and it, these rit- he says the, the ritual both powerfully, moves, powerfully and subtly moves us, and in doing so, it implants within us a certain reverence and awe, a learned defense to an ideal that might someday call for our sacrifice. And uh, there's this odd referring to a soldier's sacrifice as the ultimate sacrifice, he says, sort of undermines Christ's sacrifice for us. Um, because a person's sacrifice for their nation is is not like we're not called anywhere in the Bible to, to, to do that today. Like God doesn't tell us to lay down our lives for our nation. And I think, and I'm not saying that, um, if there's some terrible evil, like Adolf Hitler, um, running amok in the world that America shouldn't get involved. That's not what I'm saying at all. And that's, I'm not saying don't go fight for your country. If you feel passionate about that right i think that's i think that's a good thing Mm -hmm. i think that's a really good thing yeah but i think that we have this weird sort of view in our mind that that is like the ultimate thing that we could do and it just isn't Mm -hmm. i i think it's it's again going after that like the the tension between our allegiance to our our kingdom on earth 
and an allegiance to to heaven because I think that ultimately what what I'm what both of us aren't saying is like don't don't say the national anthem because yeah, you're no. you're worshiping Satan if you do that. That's just not <laughs> not at all. Yeah, no. Um, it, it it's just saying like there is something to that this unquestioned kind of um except i I'll, I'll say it this way one of my professors dr stamps um he talked about one time a service he went to um at, i don't remember when he was talking about but he was just talking about the service he went to that was on um independence day weekend and during the service um there was this like it, he he just said it was a lot of like weird patriotism and like he he even described it as even like borderline nationalism um and like parading the american flag into the sanctuary so weird and um i've talked with several people who aren't <laughs> born in america and it's a very it's a very divisive thing this is di- a little bit different than the politics situation but it's related um that like if you're somebody who's not of american origin like you weren't born in america like say you uh is it immigrated from it's with an e it's immigrated with an emigrated emigrated it's it's not distinct in my mind um but from like britain per se Mm -hmm. like coming into a church and that being on display is very divisive and 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 it makes you feel alienated from the church yeah and he was saying like a better display of what the gospel is is saying like we're parading America out and bringing all the nations of the world into the sanctuary. And I, I think that, that it's related to what we're talking about with politics, because at the end of the day, Democrat, Republican, American, Brit, British, like you name, you name the distinct, distinction, Jew, Gentile, like whatever you want it at the end of the day, we're, we're all, if we're in Christ, we're, all one in that. Yeah, he he talks about that, and we talked about this a little earlier in the episode, but he talks about that in this book as well. He says, when we come together for Christian worship, we are acknowledging our identity as members of a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, mm-hmm. which is from First Peter. My boy. And we need to be reminded that other racial and priestly and national loyalties are constantly competing for our allegiance. And I think, I think that's true, and I think I would add to that... Um, other racial and priestly and national loyalties are are also within that identity that we have. Like, we're not the only ones who are a chosen race of royal priesthood and a holy nation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of twofold, and it's a positive and a negative there in, in that he's saying other those things are constantly competing for our allegiances, and I think that's true. I think at times the the american ideal of america as this holy nation competes largely with the kingdom of god um and at times it doesn't but also like i don't know name a country uh nigeria nigeria is a holy nation yeah and like we forget that Mm-hmm. We just do, and not in a dismissive sort of way. It's just like we're over here in America. We live in our own little bubble, and mm-hmm. everything's fine except when it isn't. But then it really still is. Yeah, and I think it goes back to what we were saying earlier about, or I think I said this. I don't remember, but we're using the same term "freedom" a lot of times to say two different things. There's a, a 
American freedom, as in like we can do stuff and like have this, but there's this otherworldly kingdom freedom that we have in Christ. And so like, I think a lot of times we conflate those two. And so I think I can't speak for other countries. So I'm just going to say like in America, it's very easy to, and understandable to equate the rights we have to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Because in a lot of ways, we're using similar terms in Christianity, um, but they just mean completely different things. Yeah. Um, and it's very easy when you're using the same terms to just mesh them all together, hmm. um, which is not good, as we've said. Yeah, so... I think that's right, and I think that's really good. And I think a quote um, just from this book, again, because I, I, I haven't read it yet, um, but I'm excited to. I've paged through this um, this chapter that mm-hmm. like we're thinking of, um, this conversation today. And um, there's this one, one part where he says, um, the liturgical take on American nationalism can help us to see why so few Christians experience attention here. It can also help to diagnose the cause of the church's complacency and complicity. Many Christians experience no tension between the gospel according to America and the gospel of Jesus Christ because subtly and unwittingly, the liturgies of American nationalism have so significantly shaped our imagination that they have in many ways superseded other liturgies. Mm, Yeah. Um, And I think that is just kind of awkward. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I think if you think I I don't come from from a tradition that does liturgies very much at Neither all. Do I. Absolutely, I don't. Um, and I, I think that that's a problem. I like liturgies a lot, and the reason you do liturgies is it's a structured way of reminding yourself of truths. Yeah. And you're it's just wrong to think that they're the other quote unquote religions, even if they're not per se religions, like they don't have a, a God or whatever, mm-hmm. um, don't have liturgies. I think that's what he's speaking to. Yes. Uh, and I think it's like, he's also saying that, yeah, we, we, we don't remind ourselves of these truths within our faith, but we're so quick and like passionate to remind ourselves of these truths of our American idealist patriotism, like mm-hmm. singing the national anthem at the top of your lungs or like waving around an American flag with all of your vigor. Vigor. That's a good word. That's a good word. Yeah. A lot of V words today. A lot of V words. Uh, um, very. Okay. <laughs> uh, vamp. Ooh, that's a good one. Virtuous. Nice. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I think that that's just something that I, I've been very convicted of because just being personal on a different level that relates to this. Um, I'm, I'm not great at prayer. But I am good at thinking about other things that aren't prayer, like yeah. all the office quotes I know and, like, you know, thinking about just random facts I've read in, a, you know, and just a random article I read when I was, like, 12. Um, Name one. Go. Uh, too late, too late. Too, too much Did you time. know that wombats have cubicle poops? I didn't know that. Yeah. It's true. Go look it up. Um, but I, I've been thinking about that and how – in the same way with liturgies and stuff, like I, I have to be intentional about submitting myself to those truths. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about liturgies with, with Anna. Mm-hmm. Um, that's next, what she's coming Next week and, and such. Not next week. Um, is it not next week? The week, it's the week after. Oh yeah, that's right. 
I just I just show up, guys. Yeah. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think this is not a conversation that's going to get done in 40 minutes. No. I, I, I think this here the tension you have here is that this is an awkward subject to talk about because it is, it, it is something that people hold very dearly um, and get very heated about. Um, but what we want to do as Audibility is talk about these things. Mm-hmm. Like we want to we want to hear what you have to say. And I think that's just the problem is when people hold these so dearly. Um, like when someone draws any subject, not just politics, when someone draws something so close to their heart, mm-hmm. they're pushing away something else. Yeah. Um, that is really what like mm-hmm. needs to hold that place as a Christian. <clears throat> um, and like, I think it's just a testament to show that when people get frustrated or heated or upset, when you like kind of come after that thing or, or threaten the safety of that like mm-hmm. closeness, um, that's a testament to maybe they that's what they value most. Yeah. I, I, and I think with this whole conversation, <clears throat> Luke and I, the, what we're doing here is just having a conversation. You're hearing something that me and Luke would talk about. If you think that we're wrong about something, like come talk to us. Like I, I already said in the episode, like I'm not fully formed on all the things I think about this and yeah. I might end up disagreeing with Luke at some point. Mm. I don't know. Um, we, we really want to, this to be a, a stimulant as opposed to uh, extinguisher for conversation. Yeah. Um, so I, I think as you're listening to this and thinking on these things, like if you have like go to our website, email us or um, literally just come up to us and like talk to us. Yeah. On the website, there's actually, if you go on the homepage and scroll down a little bit, there's a box that says, mm-hmm. Hey, talk, talk with us. Yeah. I don't know exactly what it says actually, um, <laughs> but yeah. You can fill that out and send mm-hmm. us an email and uh, schedule coffee with us. That would be cool. That would be dope. Or we can just, like, if you're on campus and see us walking around, like Jay said, just come up and just shout at us, hey, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. We'll uh, be like, hey, I agree with you. Wh- whatever. Or, or, or either way. Or maybe I, I kind of agree with you. Or, hey, I really like wombats and their cubicle poops. Yes, that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but, but seriously um, – it's a weird time that we're in and it's, mm. it's weird now and it's going to be weird after Tuesday, whoever wins yep. um, for me and for everybody. Like, yeah, I don't really care who wins, but it, it's going to be weird, weird either way. Cause there's things that I could, there's take. expectations that you have. And yeah. And there's things I could take or leave with either candidate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, some more than others. That's okay though. Yeah. And I I'm just about as apolitical as you can get. So <laughs> I just think like, we have to remember, like, what what nation, capital N, truly holds our allegiance. That was the weirdest thing, <laughs> the weirdest sound bit you've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, thank you all for listening and, like, reach out to us. We want to have coffee and talk. Yeah. Um, or if you just want to play rock, paper, scissors or mm-hmm. shake our hands. Whatever it is. Yep. Um, So thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Go in peace. Should I breathe through my nose into the mic? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Do you have something to slurp it? Speaking of... um,
just furious nostril breathing. <laughs> am I am I good distance wise? You're good distance wise. Okay. Um, I'll just I'll just be conscious. Just don't put your feet there. Hold up. I'm just I'm don't going, I'm going to. Yeah. I'm gonna sip my water now. We're like okay. we're gonna start the episode okay. in, a, in a second here. You good? No, hold on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Luke, we have to start that over. <laughs> <laughs>